and I'm supposed to keep it short today. We'll see if that happens. Bless you. Or as they say in German, Gesundheit. You know what, you know what that means? It just means good health. Yeah, good enough. Did you hear Peter said Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and Jesus says, yeah, heavenly answer. You didn't get that from human wisdom. You got that from God. Because what, what Peter had said is, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus says, and the whole church will be built on that truth, as if it were made of stone. One of the things that I love about Beautiful Savior is we've got these wonderful windows. We have pictures and statues and carvings and such of Jesus, our beautiful Savior, all over the place. But one other thing that I really like about it is it knows that the church is built on Jesus Christ and that the, that the confession of Jesus Christ as true God and true man come to save us from our sins is the foundation. Matter of fact, this church not only has it as the foundation, but it uses stones to climb all the way to the ceiling. Not only are we built on a foundation of stones, but we have bricks and stones that go all the way to the ceiling that says, we are on this solid ground. Now, what I'd like you to do, if you could, is, to, is uh, I'd like you to go out. Let's see, we have two, four, six, eight. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to send out three and three and two, okay? You guys look like you can handle it with only two of you, right? Okay, so we've got three different groups. Now, I want, what I'd like you to do, and I give you permission to do this, is to find some place where this church celebrates the fact that we are built of living stones. These stones are not living, but they remind us that Jesus says the church is built on stones. Can you find bricks? Can you find stones? Anywhere in this church, you can get up and walk around if you like to very quickly. See, they just can't resist my commands. <laughs> Evidently, you can't. Go and find some, okay? Go and find some. Can you find any? What you need to do is to find bricks or stones someplace in the church that not only are the foundation, but build all the way up. Can you find any? Yeah, where did you see them? On the wall over here, okay. In fact, we have two different kinds right here. What'd you guys find? What? White ones? White one's up there. Yes, that's right. Any place else? Okay, our Sunday school teacher cheated, but that's okay. She pointed out one other place where there is stone just as decoration. Can you find that? That's right. Look at this. When I first came in, I thought, is that a rock climbing wall? Of course not. That instead is, is the idea that we are made, that we are built as the on the sure foundation of Jesus Christ. Don't you ever climb that wall. But look at the fact that some of the things stick out. And we've got a variety of different stones, just like we, we all look a little bit different from each other, right? You guys are not fat old men, but yet we've got, uh, we're different from each other, but we are all built on one foundation, and that is Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. I'm hoping that the next time that you come into church, you notice the stones, the stones, the stones, because our beautiful Savior, our beautiful Savior is the one upon whom 
our lives are based. Let's have a quick prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming for us. The Son of God come to earth to save us. Please accept our thanks. Amen. Thank you. Throughout the summer, I've been preaching a series on the ninefold fruit of the Spirit, and today the fruit is faithfulness. I thought, that's not what I was going to preach on today, but I thought considering we have a baptism today, considering we have an installation today, and in a way the beginning of our neighborhood school, this would be the perfect thing for me to preach about. And the question is, how do you render sane and sensible service in the kingdom of God. What does the sanctified life look like? Well, St. Paul gives us an illustration of it in our epistle for this day from Romans chapter 12. Just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ... We who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We each have different gifts according to the grace given us. And I'd like to start with a brief fable. Now, you know the difference between a parable and a fable. A parable is, it's, it's peopled by people. You know, there are, there are people, there are farmers, there are people doing people things all the way through the parables that Jesus taught. Fables have odd things like talking animals and, uh, and stuff that you wouldn't normally expect. So I'm going to give you a fable to illustrate this. Once there was a nose. And he was a grateful nose. Because as he looked around at the body where he happened to find himself, he was impressed. He thought it a very fine body. In fact, he wondered how he could be placed on such a body. The nose, you see, didn't have a very high opinion of himself. He knew that he was not as flexible as the hand, not as expressive as the eye. And if he, he knew that if he were to just once hit the pavement as hard as the feet did hundreds of times a day, the result would only be injury and embarrassment and pain. Now you might say, oh, well, such is the lot of the nose. Every nose is like that. But you see, our fellow didn't even think of himself as a particularly good nose. He was rather small, for one thing, and didn't think of himself as at all attractive or even practical. Most noses could obviously take in a great deal more air than he could. And because the body's eyes were so good, he wasn't even needed to hold up a pair of spectacles. He was sure the body put up with him only because it was so good-natured and generous. And the nose began to worry that perhaps the little bit that he did do 
caused more harm than good, or at least was an annoyance that the body just tolerated. So he quietly stopped doing anything, trying hard just to stay out of the way, while the magnificent body worked on majestically. Now the body continued to support the nose, of course, and it tried to make whatever adjustment it could. The mouth, already carrying a full roster of tasks, took on all of the breathing chores, much to the consternation of the lungs and the throat, because there was no filter now between the outside air and the throat and lungs. The throat actually became rather raspy. But the biggest change was no one could be found to take on the sense of smell. So the body just had to do without one. Being faithful is largely a matter of remembering who you are and why you're here. In almost every aspect of life, being faithful is a matter of remembering who you are and why you're here. Being faithful is not just about what you believe. How you live those beliefs matters. Body, mind, and spirit are all connected, all involved in the service of our Lord. Paul says, in fact, that all of us, the entirety of us, is to be a living sacrifice to God. Anybody here ever see the Disney classic cartoon from 1948? Now that's before I was born. I know some of you looking at me wonder, was there life before he was born? But yes, there was, and there were cartoons even. There was a 1948 cartoon that was put out by Disney, and it was shown again and again on the wonderful world of color, which is what I used to watch on black and white TV. But anyway, it was the Johnny Appleseed cartoon. Anybody here ever see the Johnny Appleseed cartoon? Okay, yeah, it's really interesting. It's only the younger people who are nodding. That's, that's great, though. I love that cartoon. And in the cartoon, Johnny is seen strolling merrily through life with a cooking pot on his head, planting apple trees wherever he goes, and singing, singing, Yes, the Lord is good to me, and I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need, the sun and the rain and the apple seed. Yes, the Lord is good to me. And in the cartoon, when it's time for Johnny to leave this world, an angel comes to take him to heaven. And Johnny had sat down under an apple tree as an old man, and he was propped against the tree, but as the angel took Johnny's hand, the young Johnny from the beginning of the cartoon comes out of the body and lifts up toward heaven with the angel, 
But then Johnny looks back and sees his elderly body still sitting against the tree and is mighty disturbed at the sight. But the angel calms him and says, That's not you. That's just your husk. And the two fly upward, and you can tell they're going up to heaven because you hear a choir in the soundtrack going, ooh, ooh, ooh. Dan would do it better, but that's basically what they're doing. And I love that cartoon. Of course, the real John Chapman was an entrepreneur who owned more than a thousand acres of nurseries in five different states and died in his own bed in Fort Wayne, Indiana. But he did live simply, and it is rumored that now and again, he did actually travel barefoot wearing a tin hat. And it's also true that for more than 50 years, he gave away apple seeds and sowed the gift of this good fruit all across a very young America. But my problem with the cartoon is what the angels said. If people start thinking about their bodies as just husks for their souls, they don't understand how God has made them or how they could offer their bodies to God as living sacrifice. God made you body, soul, and spirit body, soul, and mind. And he's called you to use all three in ways that he has planned for you. In the areas of life to which he has called you. The Latin word for calling is vocation. And God has given us vocations for our bodies, our minds, and our spirits. He's called us to faithfully live lives of sacrifice and joy as fathers and mothers, as children and spouses, as nurses and truck drivers, bankers and engineers, contractors, cops, and custodians. As part of the one body, the body of Christ, we faithfully use the gifts that the Spirit has given us while we are in our bodies in accord with the gifts we have been given. So we witness and serve and teach and encourage and govern diligently and give generously and cheerfully show mercy to others at peace, joyful, self-controlled, we strive to be like our Lord, kind and good, gentle with others. We do what we can for the protection and the safety of others. God uses our bodies for the sake of the body of Christ. And long after these bodies have been burned to ash, are committed to the grave. God will give us imperishable bodies so we may serve him forever. 
In mercy, Christ Jesus died for you. All of you, your body, mind, and spirit. All three were dead to sin. And he rose again that you might be raised, body, mind, and spirit, to to live new lives beyond the reaches or ravages of time. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your act of spiritual worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The way of the world is self-centered. The way of Christ is self-sacrificing. It's the type of faithfulness that we see in Jesus. And it is our act of spiritual worship to show faithfulness to God in how we live with and for others. Faithfulness is remembering who you are and why you are here. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. The words of the family of God. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into